and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. Hello and welcome to Paradigm Playbook, a podcast for entrepreneurs in the business of sports. Your hosts, Dave Kozak and Steve Cook, are business owners, successful entrepreneurs, sports enthusiasts, avid readers, and longtime friends. For years, they've read every business book on the market and built successful companies with what they've learned. This podcast will give you the critical takeaways in just 15 minutes a week. It's a quick and easy playbook for building a winning sports business. And now, here are your hosts, Dave and Steve. Are you ready to learn and discover new ideas? We want to hear from you. Share your questions, thoughts, and ideas for the Paradigm Playbook podcast. We value your input and want to create episodes that match your interests. Leave a comment or send us an email at playbook at paradigmplaybook.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paradigm Playbook's podcast. I'm your host, Dave Kozak, alongside my co-host, Mr. Steve Cook. Morning, David. Morning, sir. And as always, we have our producer, Niall, on the horn. Niall, good to, good to see you. Morning, everybody. All right. Today's discussion is habits. Um, and this kind of comes from a progression of the most recent conversations we've been having, which was delegation, leadership. Um, we scheduling. had scheduling, hiring, firing, time management. We've been, yeah. been down. And so I think it all com- culminates with habit, right? And you could, you could, you could make an argument that a habit is a piece of any of the previous conversations, but in its own right, um, habits are necessary to discuss, develop, and implement. Yeah, the the discussion culminates in habits, but all the other discussions start with a habit. Yeah. So I think the the key is identifying a habit and then how do you implement them? So let's start with, you know, what is a habit? Yeah. So I, I think you can easily define a habit as, you know, any repeated action or thought consistently repeated consistently repeated yeah and like i always like to use you know i go back to mark leblanc's thing about what you do every day is more important than what you do once in a while i don't consider things you do once in a while to be a habit although there are things that can be spaced out and habitual the habits that i think we're discussing are the are the daily habits right yeah and we tend to focus on purposeful habits Whereas if you do it habitually, whether it's good, bad, or intentional, it's still a habit. You Correct. Know? Um, I always tease with one of my salespeople that um, I always thought I ate pretty well. Mm-hmm. And he would say, and he's, a, he's like one of the top 100 CrossFitters in the world. He's a very fit person. He says, I don't eat right. I said, yeah, I, I, I never, I don't think I eat junk. I don't, you know, so, and we were at a trade show and there's a plate of cookies there. And just as I was reaching over for a cookie, he swung around and violently slapped my hand. <laughs> and he says, that's what I'm talking about. 
So I think some of the habits that we have, we don't know that we have them until we go to replace them. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been through a, a, a health journey for the last two years, which, you know, for anyone listening, watching, I took about 20 years off. I was a college baseball player, uh, decided I was going to, you know, make my mark in business. And the, uh, I, I took my focus and my discipline and my habits and I put them to business as opposed to athletics. Well, coming back and getting athletic again and, and working out and trying to practice the good eating, the good eating habits and all that, like it is very difficult when you're not in that frame of mind to realize what is a good and bad habit. You just don't even, you just do it. Right. And so, um, you know, uh, think about the snacking that you do, the walking by the bowl and grabbing the little piece or uh, you just, Oh, I, I ate a great can, lunch yeah, today, yeah. you know, and, and, and all of a sudden. And so I think the same thing happens. Uh, it's like sprinkling M&Ms on the salad. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think the same thing happens to work product. and. Obviously, you know, this podcast is designed to discuss, you know, entrepreneurship uh, in the athletic world and entrepreneurship in general and habits. You know, we talked about a concept last time in the time management about procrastinating on purpose. And I think the more purposeful you can make the habits, the, the better you're going to be. Right. And trying to avoid those habits that are uh, that sneak in there. Right. You know, and, mm -hmm. and I don't know if they're necessarily bad habits, but but trying to be a little more disciplined in choosing the habit, right? So I, I, and I think you can say the lack of positive habits is a habit. Agreed. So, uh, James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, which I think is an awesome book. And there's, um, there's many books that we talk about and review and, you know, we tell you about the best chapter in it and maybe that's all you need. You don't need to read it. But this is a book that I think is a must read for everyone, whether you're in business or you're a college student, you're an athlete, Everything starts with habits and, you know, it, you know, Michael Jordan didn't get to be the greatest basketball player of all time without specific habits. Um, so I, I like to start where James Clear starts and he starts off with uh, his first cue to habits is tiny. Make them very, very small. Um, the smaller they, they are, the mighty, they, mightier they are and the longer that they will re retain, remain with you. Um, and he re references marginal gains by um, Dave Brailsford, who is the uh, English uh, cycling coach mm -hmm. that basically said, we're going to become world champions by doing all these little things. So they took an ounce out of the way to the seat. They, they gave the athletes a consistent pillow to sleep on every night at the Tour de France. They, all these little things. And sure enough, through these marginal habits, they, they, made they got themselves to be world champions they won two-time tour de france and you know there's, there's a lot of gains but i think those small things that we do you know and it ties to another book that we talk about all the time is a compound effect so you take all these tiny things and try to get one percent better at them every day but it all starts with something some kind of habit yeah and and i i think the the easiest way is to, you know, when I, we talked about procrastinating on purpose. I'm, I'm saying pick habits on purpose. The easiest way to get rid of the habits you don't like is to choose the habits that you're going to follow and, and have the discipline to do so. So starting with things that are achievable, like, um, easy, don't hit the snooze alarm, mm -hmm. get up, 
Yeah. That's a habit, right? And you get up enough time, she'll just get up. You won't, you won't do the rollover, the snooze alarm. Um, when you're, when you're coming into the office, right? What's, what's the routine or the ritual in the morning to jumpstart into maybe the most difficult thing? There's a, another concept out there. I think it was Brian Tracy who's, who's, uh, wrote the book, eat the frog. Mm-hmm. And basically if, if the worst thing you had to do every single day and you had to do it once a day was eat a frog, right? Would you want to do it in the morning and get it over mm-hmm. with, or would you want to wait until the evening and get it over yeah, with thinking about it all day? Right? And so I think the idea of, of atomic habits or habits in particular at work is you have to decide what is important. Right. Um, and so the, the habit that is small repeatable and successful is the one that breeds the next habit that is also uh, repeatable and successful. Right. So in, 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 in my soon to be released book of the last 20 years that I've been writing, um, I call them keystone habits mm-hmm. and they're habits that you do that foster other habits so that it'll grow other things. So we talk to the athletes all the time, regardless what, the first thing you have to do is master the art of showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's got to be your first habit. Um, you know, I'm, you know, relentlessly teased about my habit of starting my day at 4.30. I like a head start. That's, mm-hmm. That gets me started. But then once I'm awake, then there's other cues. And I think if you set cues in the office, so you go in and the last thing you did the night before was to put a, you know, a list of your top three things for the next day in order, put the frog first and, and then your next two things. If that's what you face in the morning, maybe you'll jump right into that rather than start answering email or, you know, chatting with an, a coworker or, or whatever else you could be doing. The faster you get started, the better, better you are. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, there's many books about the eight basic habits and the eighth habit is the one, you know, I, I think the idea is you have to always begin with the end in mind, right? Set that goal out in the future and you know what it takes to do it every day. I think you have to be willing to start. We used to train when we were teaching guys on the phone, right? And for those of you that never had to telemarket or never picked up a phone to make a deal, um, it's one of those things that God, you'd like to procrastinate on. Yeah. I, mean, I just like to kick that can down the road, but we used to say start time was the most important thing you could do. The most important habit you could do when you were in, in what we called a phone block, because you, you don't want to start a phone block because you know, at the beginning of that, you got an hour or two hours of just straight hammering the phones to try and make deals, make sales or open cases, whatever it may be. And so when you, when you want to create a new habit, I think one of the key things is right. You said, be present, start, right. Set the time and, and follow through. Don't mm-hmm. and, and, and set it up. So we used to do, phone blocks where it was, it was a uh, 45 and five. And so 45 minutes of straight work, five minutes of off time, and then 10 minutes to organize the next 45. So it was a two hour phone block and you'd go 45 minutes of hammering things, five minutes of just like go somewhere else, do something else, 10 minutes to organize the next one and start on time every time because, um, you know, you'll let it go and you don't get any. And if you, don't do the activity. The end result doesn't present itself, right? Yeah, I think if if you break down any activity into component parts, you know, in sales, 
you make so many phone calls a month, you know, you're making outgoing calls. Once you make a, a call, there's one of two results, good result, bad result. Normally with bad results, you commiserate, you talk to somebody. Did you hear how they talked to me? They said, you know, mm-hmm. so you're wasting five minutes on that. If it's a, if it's good results, you know, how often do we spend time, you know, patting ourselves on the back, you know, as they say, taking time to smell ourselves and, mm-hmm. and find out. But if before you, you know, hang that phone up, you have the next phone call queued up. And I think cues are a big thing. If, if you set cues, they will instill habits that will get you going. They, they talk about all the time, you know, you want to go out and run in the morning. Put your running shoes in the way when you get up in the morning. Your running shoes are right there. That's the yep. cue. Well, and, and I call them triggers. Cues, mm-hmm. triggers, same things. Right, yeah. We, and, and as Steve, you've mentioned before, I'm very big in processes. And so the habit of following through a process is to have the trigger effects built into the process. So here's how I started it. Oh, this is the next thing. This is the next thing. And each, each thing triggers another thing. And when you can create that, you take away your, uh, you kind of take the thought out of it and you just have to follow through on it. Right. It's just a natural progression of things. And I think that's the the best, best way to create habits. So what Steve, in your opinion, how do you, formulate a habit and then get it to stick. What, what's the key there? Are you ready to learn and discover new ideas? We want to hear from you. Share your questions, thoughts, and ideas for the Paradigm Playbook podcast. We value your input and want to create episodes that match your interests. Leave a comment or send us an email at playbook at paradigmplaybook.com. So I really wish I had a lot of original ideas, mm-hmm. but most of my ideas are stolen. So I'm going to steal another one here. So James Clear says it starts by, <clears throat> he goes, notice, envy, try, own is, is his sequence. So the first thing is you have to notice. I notice that he's fit. I just notice it. If I don't care, I'm never going to have that habit. If I notice it and then kind of envy it, you know, I really, I would like to be fit like that. Um, yeah, then, then it's starting there. The next thing is I have to try it. And tries should be two minutes. Tries shouldn't be, I'm going to go work out for, you know, I'm going to be like Dave and work out an hour and a half. No, I'm not going to do that. But I can do two minutes worth of push-ups and sit-ups and mm-hmm. that's the start. So then I try it and then you move from trying to own it. And all of a sudden it becomes, when, when your habit becomes part of your identity, then it's truly a habit. My identity is that I go to the gym every day. I was, yesterday was 4th of July. I'm in the gym on the 4th of July. That's part of my identity now. Getting up at 4.30 is part of my identity. So I own it. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's a good process. Notice, envy, try, own. Yeah, I like that. I think it, because, I mean, at the end of the day, do you want it bad enough? Right. That's what that comes down to. You can notice it. If you don't care, you don't care. You'll never get there. You can notice it. You envy. Oh, that'd be nice. But then to notice envy, then to try. Okay. I can do this. And now, now it sets in motion the desire. I think one of the things that is under discussed in habits is desire. You have to have a desire for the outcome to create the habit. If you don't care enough, you will not follow through. You will not, you won't do it. And so that desire, and, and again, I'll use, I'll use, there are things I love doing. There are things I hate doing. 
discipline is what carries me through the things that I hate doing, but mm. they're always the ones that they're going to take a second seat to the, to the habits that are producing the results are, are there. And that's something I think you have to learn in business too, because you may desire that end result, but man, you really don't want to do that job that re- is required to get to that end result. So the other way to look at the four steps is cue, craving, response, and reward. Mm. So reward. the cue is the sneakers are out there. The, the craving is I want to look like him. The response is that I do it. The reward is that I get to feel like that and, and I get that reward. So real, I, I think what has to happen is you have to be able to go from cue to reward. Mm-hmm. So there's the, the, my running shoes. My reward is that I'm going to feel better. So, um, and whether you're adding a habit or breaking a habit, there's got to be a reward at the end. There's got to be some reason that I'm going to not eat that one cookie. Well, and I think that brings you back to the motivation versus discipline, right? The, I forget where I heard it, but it was, it was basically that motivation comes and goes, right? And it's very easy when you're motivated to go do something. It's when that motivation wanes a little bit, the discipline has to take over to follow through on it. So it is motivation is kind of that the beginning of that cycle where you see it, you want it. Okay. I'm motivated. And then you realize that it doesn't come you've got to put in, it doesn't come overnight. You got to put in three years of work to get to that end result. That's where the discipline comes in. And that's where I think habits is, is, is taking motivation and turning it into discipline creates the habit. If you don't, I don't want anybody to think that in the middle, every habit becomes enjoyable. Uh, So I'm not going to say that. So you have a habit of, of doing your workouts on a weekly basis. No, it's and, awful. Right. So I'm <laughs> just going to go to that. We just had the conversation about the deadlifts. So we're, we're not going to go to anywhere in the middle of that. Those deadlifts were just, oh, wow, that was so much fun. It, it, it's hard to do. And I won't say that there aren't mornings that I think, I don't feel like getting up at 430 in the morning, but I do it every morning. And because I can see the reward just enough it gets me going. I think, I think it's a, a big deal to, to, to force yourself almost. And yeah, the, the only way you do it is by visualizing that reward. And, and setting there's, we, we all have this internal way of motivating and demotivating ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We, we just do by nature, right? I can, you know, I want to get out on the golf course, ah, but I got this thing over here and you talk yourself out of it. That to me is where the discipline part that we're discussing now comes in. Like, cause I don't always see the reward, Steve. Mm-hmm. I don't getting up at six o'clock in the morning and, and warming up for a half hour to start a six thirty AM workout, man, there are some days where I'm just grumpy as I'll get out. Some days <laughs> either way. Okay. Good. The discipline and, and the results show themselves, but, but man, there are times where if I had the option, whew, I would pull that trigger so quick. So well, I think that's another thing. I just want to segue into it. I took away my option, right? I removed it. I have someone that comes to my house and will be banging on my door at 630 in the morning, wake my family up if I don't get up and open the door. So we've had that discussion about accountability and to make yourself personally accountable. Sometimes you need a wingman that's going to help you achieve that accountability. So I think that's good. 
The other thing that, that we do a lot with athletes, and we're talking to a lot of business owners that deal with coaches and athletes mm -hmm. and coaches all the time refer to the habit. We talk about, you know, the, you know, master the art of showing up. Well, that's the first thing. And I, I tell the, the students all the time, you know, all you need to do today is pick up the ball, put it on the tee. If you want to be done, you can be done or you can hit it off. Mm. You can do it again if you want. And so one habit, so if they show up, so our, our hitters at Grand Slam all know if they're there early, that's tea time. So take that. If you're there five minutes early, there's a cage open. You're there. You're, you're hitting yep. off a tee. So that's habit stacking. So you're putting one habit on top of another. Um, and if you get it, we, we talk to the gymnastic coach all the time. Whatever they're taught, there has to be a habit stack that can go home with them so that they can you know, do a handstand against the wall. You know, they can plank. We talked about doing planks. Mm -hmm. um, they're all things that can, that one habit adds to the other, but they're all tiny. So do all these tiny habits. Yeah, there was a, uh, I was, I forget when I was listening to it, but I was listening to this guy's reel. And I think he's a major league prospect right now, but he talked about, he would show up and he would do all the workout at practice. He would do, he would do, flawlessly i mean he would work and practice and then he somewhere in his experience learned that you know less than one percent make it to the show mm -hmm. and he said in his mind if he was going to be part of that less than one percent that made it he couldn't do what everybody else did and get there and so he realized at that moment, he said, I used to go to practice and I would work my tail off for two hours. And then I would immediately go home and I would run my own practice for myself for the next two hours. Mm -hmm. And he said, I figured if I did that, I was at least cutting out anybody that didn't do that much. And he's, then he's going, okay, so if, if, the, if the less than 1% all go to practice and then all work out after practice, then he was going to try and double the workout. And he figured if he did that, then he, he got rid of all the people that were in the 99% that just did the practice. Now he's battling the less than 1% that do the extra. And so he did twice as much extra to try and get there. And I thought it was just a great way to, you know, when you, when you're throwing a statistic like that, what is, what does that less than 1% do differently than everybody else? I mean, Michael Jordan's that story, right? I mean, you can yeah, talk my, about Michael it Michael Jordan, Jerry Rice, you know, they all had a habit. Jerry Rice had that habit of every ball he caught in practice. He ran into the end zone and you know, his reasoning is, that's my goal. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. So it, it, I think we're going to get into a little bit about um, growing business and, and prospecting for growth and things like that, which I think will become a habit also. And if it's not, so whether you're marketing and sales in your business or prospecting, if they're not habits, they're too easy to put off. And a lot of people in the sports business, entrepreneurs, think that they're not in the sales business. So they never develop that habit of telling their story. Mm -hmm. And I think, and everybody's heard me because so many times I've told the Grand Slam story here on the podcast, that that's a habit of mine that I will tell the story to anybody who will listen, which is just another habit. Agreed. And so let, let's, before we shut down here, how do we undo bad habits, Steve? I'm How not, do you identify? Usually someone will let you know. <laughs> um, 
So isn't that why we have wives? Yeah, no, <laughs> but, um, for sure. Yeah, so, so I think, yeah, I don't know that you undo them, but you replace them. Yeah. So, so I think I think you change them. So if, if your habit is hitting the snooze button, you can't put in your head, I'm not going to hit the snooze button. You have to put in a positive habit to replace it. And maybe that alarm clock is 10 feet away from the bed, so you can't reach it. So it's going to start that you're going to have to get up go hit the snooze button and go back to bed. So you slowly change, you know, marginal gains. And then all of a sudden that alarms downstairs and ah, I'm down here anyway. I'm going to get a, you know, a bottle of water or something. And then all of a sudden you just wake up. Yeah. So, and, and it, it's, and I think waking up is a metaphor for everything that we do. If you realize that you're wasting the first 20 minutes in your office, or the first 20 minutes you go into the, into the the gym or the your facility you're doing you know unimportant details you're going to find a way to break that habit. Well yeah and I, I think it also you know back to Stephen Covey's begin with the end in mind, right? If you're getting a result that you don't like, change the activity, which is to change the habit, which is to make a choice, right? And so we all have that some some are easy to see. Hey, I didn't hit my sales numbers. What didn't I do that I should have done? Okay, not going to do that again. Some of them are harder, right? I didn't make the weight gain. I didn't, I wasn't able to do that last rep. Um, I wasn't able to hold the amount of meetings that I want to hold. Some of that stuff comes backwards into the prioritizing and the importance and the procrastinating on purpose and all those things. That's why I think it's such a, it's such a critical conversation to talk habits in the middle of all this because, um, you know, delegation is a habit. But it can be yeah. a bad habit, right? You can over delegate. I've done it, and what ends up happening is things get lost in the shuffle, and then all of a sudden, it's being done a way you didn't want, right? It's being it's it's it was delegated and then redelegated, or it was something that was was a you task that should have been done. You chose to give it to someone else, and uh, it got done a, a way that maybe wasn't what you desired. So, taking a different look or. Uh, a different perspective. Yeah, I know we got to wrap it, but taking a different perspective, I think makes a difference in my business. I was always the one and either business that I was in, I was always the one that had to solve problems. And I did. And I thought about it and contemplated it until I read the book, relentless solution focus. And in that book, and we talk about mm -hmm. this all the time, he gives you a minute, you know, dwell on the problem for a minute, knock yourself out, but then come up with a solution. So I've saved so much time because I believe in RSF and I dig into it. I want to get to that solution. And now I take pride in how fast I can come up with an answer. And it doesn't mean it's right. No. And, and again, I think that RSF thing is you're not solving the problem immediately. You're doing one thing in the second minute to improve the scenario. Yeah. That one thing. Might make it better. Might make it better. It just might. Yep. So. And you're trying it. But awesome. great stuff. Habits are awesome. All right, everybody, that's Habits for today. This has been Paradigm Playbook's podcast. We'll catch you on the next episode. Make it a great day. Paradigm Playbook offers business, reset, and expansion expertise. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com to see how we can assist you. Paradigm Playbook members, your exclusive content, including the related page from the playbook and game plan video for applying this concept to your business, are available now. Check your inbox today. Visit ParadigmPlaybook.com for past episodes, 
and additional resources for running a successful sports business. See you next week.